Um, some, of, some of you are uh, seeing these videos. I'm doing these videos uh, almost every day on some truths of ministry. There's a book that we're working through from uh, Dr. Larry uh, Kefoffer, uh, who's been sharing from time to time here. And uh, anybody been watching those Facebook? Uh, is it Facebook? Okay. I don't know. I just do the videos and send them to Dave, and Dave does whatever he does. So, But anyway, um, on the day that I was doing the one on something about uh, the kingdom, like we're, we're not investing money or something into buildings or things, or uh, it was into people. But then I gave an, an analogy of how we were raising money for the, uh, the Jeep for India uh, in that video. And it was that day that the Lord spoke to somebody to give the balance to the, uh, before, before the video was out, it was already, God was already speaking. And that was just a, it was kind of an awesome day to see God moving that way and just to have that mindset in our church, uh, I commend this church because we've always been this way. We've always been thinking about planting and investing into eternity. We get that, and I commend you for it. And it's exciting to be able to take things that God puts into our hands and then turn them into kingdom-building uh, you know, adventures and stuff. So I commend, I commend this church. This is awesome to be a part of a church that sees beyond ourselves. You know what I mean? And believes that it's worth investing into eternity. So when we get to heaven, we get to, we get to see all that fruitfulness, all, that, all the videotapes of all the impact of what we did uh, and how it played out on earth. I, I'm going to be sitting in the video room in heaven for a while. Like, okay, God, when I did this, I want to watch. I want to see where did that money go and how did it impact people and all that kind of cool stuff. Well, I have an exciting announcement, too. And I want to just uh, give you guys uh, another big thank you for praying. We've been um, praying and seeking the Lord's direction on our children's ministry. And this past week, we, we felt led of the Lord to hire somebody full-time for our children's ministry and uh, also to oversee our discipleship programs here at the church. And so I want to introduce those people to you. It is a couple, but, you know, it's Ryan who's hired and his uh, wife, Carrie Craig. Would you guys come on up here? And we want to bless them and welcome them to our family here at the Lamb of God. No, 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 no one's hiding behind anything. Come right up here, right in the spotlight. And um, so this is Ryan and Carrie, and uh, they've been, of course, with our church for, I don't know, a couple years now, two years. And Carrie's been uh, doing a great job in the worship, and Ryan was worshiped too, but he was really, his job wouldn't allow him to be here that often. But Ryan's got about 20 years of experience in children's ministry. Uh, God called him at a young age to get involved in, in children's ministry. So when he was a teenager, the very first opportunity he had at 13 years old, he started volunteering in the children's ministry. And uh, he's also been used in other congregations to do some great things for, for the children. So we're really excited to have them. We're going to pray for them, but I wanted them to share their heart with you for a minute and so you can get to know them and give them a big hug and a high five after the service, okay? Go ahead, Ryan. Good morning. All right. Guys, I am so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. God's going to do some big things in our kids' ministry. He's going to change lives. He's going to bring up some awesome leaders from our kids. And I'm excited to work with you guys, to disciple with you guys, to, to help train you up to do the things that God has to do. I just want to take a quick second to share and to reveal our new mission statement. So if you guys could put that on the screen, we want to give our kids the best 70 mi- 75 minutes of their week by give them, giving them a fun and safe place to love God, love others, and love themselves. So in the gospel, 
Jesus says, when he's asked what the most important commandment is, he says to love God, but the second is this, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we have three things, three commandments in there, to love God, love others, and of course we need to love ourselves if we're to love our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to share that with the kids. I'm excited to share that with you. And guys, God's going to do some awesome things. Thank you guys for praying for our kids, for being there for our kids. And, and one last thing, I just want to thank all of our Kids Ministries volunteers. During this transition, you guys have done an incredible job. I'm so blessed by what you've done. I'm so blessed by what Kirsten has done over these past couple years. So mm -hmm. if you guys could just give them a round of applause, because they've been yeah. awesome. All right, why don't you guys hold hands. We want to uh, pray a blessing on these guys as we welcome them into our uh, staff here and our family. Would you stand and let's extend a, a hand, a blessing, your right hand. And let me pray a blessing on them, okay? Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you for this couple. And we, uh, we see that they are, um, the, for such a time as this, you have raised them up for us and the gifts that you have given them. And we welcome them into our family. And now we pray your blessing on them, that you will give them everything that they need to do, what you've called them to do. For all the children, all the families that they will touch, Lord, we celebrate ahead of time and thank you for the, the placing such wonderful gifts inside of them that we now receive in the name of the Lord. We bless you, Ryan and Carrie. We bless your family. Pray that you'll be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, that your marriage will be even stronger than ever before, and your kids will be blessed, that God will bless you with everything that you need uh, for all that he's called you to do. And we welcome you into our family. We bless you in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 All right. Why this is uh, particularly exciting to me is we have uh, decided as, a, as an eldership recently, in, the, in recent days, uh, that we feel that God is going to be doing something very uh, significant in our church. We feel the Spirit of the Lord is really kind of stirring up our spirit and just saying, man, get ready, and he's putting the, the pieces into place uh, for just a really big move of God. And so we are by faith, we are just, we're just doing it. We're just really stepping out. We've never had this many staff members before. We're stretching it. Uh, we've never had a full-time children's uh, ministry position. This is the first time ever in our history of the church to, to do this. Uh, so we are, we're just sensing by faith, we're just going to step out and we're just going to go, we are ready to go for it. And uh, we believe that Lord is pressing us to prepare for a great move, a great harvest of people. And, uh, and that's what I've been challenging you for, uh, you know, for a while now, is to be ready and be prepared, but we need to have the Spirit of the Lord. That's what the, the world needs is God, right? The world needs God, not just program. We're not like talking about cool programs and stuff. We're talking about just getting ready to be able to facilitate the move of God. And what people need is Him. They need His love, right? They need His power. They need his, his, uh, his, his presence. And so that's what we've been talking about in this series. It's a spirit-filled life series that we're talking about. But today, I want to be more of a coach to you, a spiritual coach, okay? I do a lot of coaching, a lot of coaching. I'm coaching cross-country and track and field. I've been coaching um, my, a, a long time. Ever since I've been in ministry, I've been coaching. But today, I want to be your spiritual coach. We're going to have a little team meeting. Are you ready? Sometimes I'm a teacher. Uh, sometimes I'm a preacher. Today, I'm a coach. 
So I'm going to fire you up and get you going, right? You ready? I got a couple of you ready. All right. Okay, come on. So here is a verse I want you to really get excited about. Psalm 126.3. I'm going to ask you to think about this one and meditate on it, memorize it. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. That's a great verse to think about. And when you come to church, when you come to worship, it, it, it would uh, be good for you to actually take inventory of the great things that God has done for you. This is our, our weekly reminder that God is in control and that we're not. That God has everything for us uh, that we need. And then it, it helps us to remember who is God and what has he been doing in my life. And this verse is awesome. It says, the Lord has done great things for us. What has he done for you? Think about it right now. Just start thinking about what has the Lord done for you? What are some of the great things he's done for you? Because when you begin to think about those things, the Bible says we are filled with joy. The joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is so important to us because it is our strength. It, 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 there's nothing like joy. Joy can help you through anything and everything. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. The Bible says you can have joy. The Bible would never command us to have something or do something that's not possible. So the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Shout to the Lord with joy. And so the Bible is filled with verses that call us to just be joyful and to choose joy. And so let's, let's work on this verse this week. But today, my, uh, my message is about a spirit-filled church service. What is a spirit-filled church service? Because we're talking about spirit-filled living, talking about how you can be spirit-filled when you're in the grocery store, at home, in school, you know, while you're coaching or teaching or while you're mowing your lawn, and we're going to get more into that as we go on, but what does it look like to have a spirit-filled church service? What are we doing here? What does it look like? What are we expecting to happen? What do we want to see happen? What are we hoping for God to happen? What, 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 what is my role? What is your role? What's going on here? What does it look like to be a part of a spirit-filled church that gathers together, and what happens when we have this thing called a service? All right, you ready? How, I'm going to answer three questions here. How do we come to church? What do, how do we do church? And how do we leave church? Okay, so how do we come to church? How do we come to church? Let me tell you how we don't come to church. Okay, we do not come to church empty, tired, beat down, worn out. All right, we don't come to church to be bored or be reserved or to be on the sidelines like a spectator at a game. We don't come passive, disinterested, or religiously stuffy or reluctant. Okay, how do we come to church? Now remember, this, this place here is only here because we're here. All right, so we are the church. All right, we are the church. In fact, God in us is the service. This is a crazy concept. Think about this. You are the service. Look at somebody and say, you're the service. Don't be looking at Pastor Tim or somebody else. It's, it's you and it's me. So I want to challenge you as a coach 
My vision for our time together is one of great impact, enthusiasm, energy, uh, where the Spirit of God is moving, that we're all engaged and we're all participating, and anything can happen. Miracles can break out. That's my vision, that miracles are breaking out, that people are coming, rested, energized, with the Spirit of God, filled with what God has put into them because they're seeking Him. When we come together, everybody has something because they have sought the Lord. They have come to worship the Lord. They have come to let God use them to bless somebody else. And every one of us, as we come, we are coming filled. So how do you come to church? You One, one word, filled. Everybody say filled. How do you come to church? Filled. You come to church filled. Most people do just the opposite. Let's be real. Most people come to church, I got here. Oh, it's been a rough week. I barely made it. Water. Water. You know, help. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. On occasion, and anybody who needs to get here and they stagger in here is welcome. If you need water, get in here. If you need bread, get in here. If you're staggering, get in here. You're welcome. That's not, the, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, however, there's a higher calling for us. And there's going to be days when you barely stagger in here, and I, I will be so glad to see you. But the majority of your days, when you come to church, the Lord wants you to come filled, not empty. Most people come empty. Most people come and they, they say, I need help. I need, I need you to fill me. God, I need something from you. I need the worship team to move me. I need a word from Pastor Tim from you, God. I need someone to see me and hug me and, and pick me up. And live. And that's fine. But that's, that's not where we're going. Everybody's always welcomed in any of those areas. Okay, do you hear what I'm saying? We all have those moments. But those are moments that is not the norm. For you, as a believer, the Bible says you have something to give. The Lord wants to fill you, and he wants you coming filled with the Spirit. He wants you filled and ready to give. So in this place, there is all kinds of interactions going on because we're all coming as the church. We are the service, and the Holy Spirit moves through us to one another. You see what I'm saying? There's no spectators on my team. Uh-uh. No. Every one of my guys and girls that coach, guess what they all get to do? They all get to run every day. Nobody sits the bench in cross country or track. No bench warmers. All participants. No spectators. And you are a spec- you're not a, to be a spectator. You're a participant. You have come to participate in this thing called church. Whatever this is, it's people. And so I want to challenge you to be filled with a couple of things. One, filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says, Ephesians uh, 5, 18 to 20. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. God will fill you with encouraging words for other people. If you come filled with the Spirit, if you're living a life, a spirit-filled life, and you come, you should be anticipating this moment. This moment is a very significant moment on our weekly time together, okay? In my, uh, when, when we have a very important meet coming up for my runners, 
I always point to it, and it's a very important thing. And the whole week is pointing towards that, that final race. The whole week. Everything that we do in the week is to set us up for a great, successful focus at that weekend meet. Everything. Every practice is designed around there. The last couple of days, I'm talking to my students and saying, look, don't do anything crazy. You know, we're going to rest up. We're going to get some good sleep. We need to eat the right food. We need to drink the right things. And then you are going to rip it on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Everything is pointing to that weekend. Listen, in this arena, you may not realize that, but on Sunday mornings when we gather together, this is a rehearsal for eternity. That's what this is. This is a rehearsal for eternity. Everything in the Bible, and God has designed it this way, is everything is supposed to be pointing towards the Sabbath, pointing towards this gathering time. This is, a, this is the highlight of our week, and everything is building towards Sunday. Everything is building towards the Lord. We get to meet the Lord again. The Lord's going to show up. It's a holy time. It's an appointed time. Anything could happen when we get together. And so I'm preparing myself to be ready for this holy time because God has something he wants to put in me to give to somebody else. That's how you need to think. That's who we are. There's something that God wants to put in you during the week for someone on Sunday when you get here. That's why he created this, this family, is so that we could have each other. I don't know if you've ever thought about this before like this. So why are you supposed to come filled with the Holy Spirit? Because you, God wants you to deliver the gifts he's put in you to those around you. You are a gift giver. Everyone gets to give gifts, okay? But you only get the gifts from the Holy Spirit, okay? And God wants you to flow uh, those gifts to other people. So we come filled with the Holy Spirit. We also come filled with thanksgiving and praise, right? The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So what do we do? We come giving thanks, giving praise, and we prime the pump before we get into the door. We're already mentally, we're like, all right, Lord, this is your day. And we begin to start to celebrate. We begin to start to praise. We come before we even get into the building with thanksgiving on our hearts and on our minds and on our lips and praise. And we start with maybe worship music at home just to get our spirit tuned in and to get ready for God to just be released in us and as we come together, that that anointing shows up because we're all coming filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with thanksgiving and praise. So we come and we bring the worship. We bring it. We don't wait for it. We don't watch someone else do it. We don't hope that they inspire something in me to wake up and start to be thankful. You guys hear what I'm saying? Listen, we are going for it. And when people come into this place on Sunday morning, that, 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 that they are hungry, that they are staggering, that they're thirsty, that their soul is restless, that they're far from God, they don't know where else to go. And when they stumble into this place, what are they going to find? They're going to find fountains of rivers of living water overflowing because you're going to show up filled, filled with the Spirit, filled with the, the goodness of God and the gifts that God has for them. You're going to be overflowing. They're going to taste and see that God is good because he's filled this place, because he's filled you. He's filled you. He's filled me. He doesn't fill 
the air here, he fills human hearts. He fills us. We bring worship. We don't wait for worship. We don't have someone else do it for us. We bring praise. We bring thanksgiving. Can I get an amen? I'm a coach, so let's go. Today I'm coaching. Today I'm exhorting you. I'm encouraging you. I'm like, this is where we're going, guys. This is what we're going to do. Come on, who's with me? Who's going to step it up? Who's going to bring it? Let's go. It's time to bring it. Yeah, this is how I talk to my kids, right? So this is the goal. This is it, man. Setting the tone, casting the vision. We want a dynamic time together. And uh, if there's going to be a dynamic time together of letting God do some amazing things, it's only going to happen when each, every one of us shows up and does our role, okay? To have a great team, everybody's got to pull their weight. Everybody's got to be on the same page. When we come together and we're rehearsing eternity, uh, then let's, let's make it happen. Let's bring it. Bring God, okay? So filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with thanksgiving and praise, filled with the Word of God. Colossians 3.16 says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another, one another. So Paul is writing this. Paul's a pretty important person, isn't he? He's an apostle. He's planted all these churches. But who is he he talking to? He's talking to the church people. And he's saying, as you are filled with the word of God, you will be teaching. You will be encouraging. You'll be admonishing one another as the word of God comes out of you to one another. We all begin to build each other up with the word of God. You with me? It's not just my job to, you know, to know the word and to preach the word. It's all of our jobs to be richly indwelt with the word of God so that it's coming out of our mouth. And, and it's a seasonal, seasonal word. So we're talking with someone, they're struggling about something or they're confused about something, but the word of God is dwelling in you richly. And what happens? Spirit of God brings one of those memory verses out of your heart and you share it with that person and you give a little commentary of love and encouragement to them and they're touched, they're encouraged, they're lifted, they're propelled, they're built up, and that's how this thing works. The body itself, you and me, we build each other up in our holy faith. Yeah, so we need to be filled with the Spirit, filled with praise and thanksgiving and worship, filled with the Word of God. So we, we need to have this in our daily agenda is what I'm saying. We need worship, we need the Spirit, we need the Word in our daily faith, our daily life, so that we are overflowing. Why? Because God wants you to speak his word to others, to encourage them. All right, this is a good one. We are to be filled with joy. Everybody just try to smile for a second. Just try to smile. Feels good. Tired of talking, you're smiling, but yeah, loosen up those smiling muscles. All right, our memory verse. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Okay, the Bible says this in Psalm 98, 4. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Get excited. Scream, shout, clap. Be filled with joy. Acts 13 says the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. There was a lot of laughing going on. Joy, smiles, not all work, not all heavy, not all this pressure, not all this problems, but when you begin to look at who the Lord is and the great things he has done for us and what he is doing for us, joy, 
Joy. Joy. Let there be joy in this place. Romans 15, 13, Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So why should we be filled with joy? Because it's refreshing to those around us. Isn't it joy? Isn't joy good? Isn't it refreshing when you're around someone who's laughing and joyful and happy? Yes. And we need that. And the last one I want to challenge you to be filled with is to be filled with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. The Bible says in Romans 12, 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking in zeal. Always be enthusiastic. Always give yourself wholeheartedly to the Lord and what he's doing. He's, he's a great and awesome God, and he's got great and awesome things to do in you and through you. So I thought of this picture of enthusiasm, and it's a short video clip. You may have seen it before, and I just, I get a kick out of this every time I think about it. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. You got anybody that can do this? It's not unusual to be loved. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you, I'm going to bow with anyone. It's not unusual to see me cry. Good. So enthusiasm, I mean, like, going for it, right? So when we, come, when we come to church, we should be filled. You know what the word enthusiasm means? It means to be filled with God. In is to be in, and theos is, a, you know, a Greek kind of word for God, to be in God, to be filled with God. And you know what? Enthusiasm, as far as I'm concerned, is a choice. That's, that's just an attitude. It's a choice. And, uh, you know, you could choose to be the most enthusiastic person that you know. So be the most enthusiastic person you know. Enthusiasm, why is it so important? Because it makes whatever you're doing important. When you're enthusiastic about something, it brings significance, importance, and a contagiousness to whatever it is that you're involved with. How many of you want this place to be contagious, right? To be important, that this matters. It's not like, oh. Okay, time for church, you know. You know, that, that's not, that's, I want nothing to do with that. I don't want a boring church. I don't want a boring church service because God's not a boring God, and we're not a boring people. And we don't have a boring purpose. We have an exciting, amazing, and super significant mission and purpose with our life, don't we? And so let's be enthusiastic about our worship. Now, you may not be, you know, big into lifting hands or clapping or dancing, but whatever level you're at, you should be enthusiastic in your personality. You should be bringing your best to God. You should bring your best to God. 
bring yourself to God. When I think about the Old Testament, when they came to worship the Lord, everybody came and they brought something. They brought a, a sacrifice. They brought their attitudes and their attention and their time. And you were coming to offer yourself to God. You were coming to bring it. You're not coming because you're supposed to be there and you have to, you know, do the good Christian thing or punch your, your religious clock or something. You're coming to actually come to worship God. I'm going to church to worship God, to love God, to love people. To, I'm here. I'm not a spectator, right? I'm not passive. I'm pressing in. And so we want to come overflowing, energetic, excited, enthusiastic, bursting, loving, giving, serving, expecting, believing, joyful, faithful with something to give. We want to come hungry. We want to come humble. We want to come seeking. We want to come desiring all that God has for us. So this is all about why are we coming to church. I'm coming to worship God. I'm coming filled with God. I'm coming to see this. This is important. This matters. And God has something in me for somebody else. And somebody else has something from God for me. And I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of what God is doing. Okay? How do you come to church? Filled. We come filled. So what do you need to do? Get to bed on Saturday nights. Get to bed. Get here on time. Why? Because it's important. It's important. Get here early so you can start loving some people. You give God a little bit more space to work. Um, and, and come rested. And come prepared. And maybe get up a little early. Read a little Bible. Listen to a little worship music. Get your spirit going so that you understand that you are the service. You are the service. What are you bringing? Are you bringing a word, a song? You're bringing a joy that's contagious. You're bringing some enthusiasm. You're bringing a heart to love God, to know God. You see what I'm saying? If we don't show up filled, then what, where is the service at? You expect it to come from, from me or a couple of people strumming a guitar or something? That's not how this works. We are the people of God. We have been called together for such a time as this. We are a family. We are here. Now, of course, we do have this style where I'm preaching and I, I get to talk and stuff like that. And it's important. That's important. But what needs to happen beyond that is that this stuff is happening all over the place. That you are feeling, you know, the, the, the gifts of God flowing in you and through you, whether it's through prayer, greeting time, whatever we're doing, maybe, and as our services continue forward, maybe there's a word from God and you feel like this happens once in a while. Someone came up not too long ago. They had a word from God. We spoke it out. Somebody was healed. Things like that happen. This is awesome. So what's a spirit-filled service look like? It looks like the people are spirit-filled. The people who come are filled and anticipating and ready and, and moving in God. Isn't that awesome? So God will put someone on your heart during worship. And he says, go over there and pray for somebody. And you're like, now? And he's like, yes, now. What do you think we're doing here? What are we doing here? Are we trying to follow some stringent program and, and uh, you know, we, we all have to, you know, do this, this program. Like, you don't get a, it doesn't say that, does it? 
Does it say we had this program that, you know, like a, no, we're here together. We're, we want to be moving in accordance with the Holy Spirit. And if God says, hey, go over to that person and pray for them, and it's during worship or whatever, go over to that person. And don't freak them out, but just say, hey, God just put you on my heart. Can I pray with you? And, and they're going to say, yeah, right? I don't, I don't, I've, never, I've never asked anybody that I could pray for that said no. And I'm talking about people in the grocery store or out there, you know, in the hallways or whatever, uh, or on my team. I've never heard anybody say no. But when, when you come and you say to somebody, God, just put you on my heart, and I don't even know what you're dealing with. I don't really even need to know. But God wants me to pray for you. How many of you think that's going to be pretty encouraging if you're the person that they're coming over and saying, God just told you to come and pray for me? Wow. God notices me. God's going to take you to pray for me, to bless me. That's going to build me up. That's going to encourage me. And so, but we don't do that if we come as a spectator or if we come empty or if we come without any word in our heart. We come and we're, we're just tired and we're falling asleep and we're not paying attention because we're just, we're just, you know, worn out. You see what I'm saying? So we got to bring it. Who's going to bring it? All right, next Sunday, bring it. I was just, think, I was just thinking, I might not even be here, but you need to bring it. You got to be here. That's true. It is true. We're trying to figure out. My daughter is going to be running in Branson, Missouri next weekend. So we're trying to figure out if we're going to go or not. So we got to figure that out. Um, but uh, anyway, if I'm not here, you better bring it. <laughs> I mean, we all need to be bringing it. You with me? All right, remember, I'm a coach right now. I'm just talking. Just talking. As a coach, it's like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What kind of church do you want to be a part of? A church that's filled with enthusiasm? Filled with joy, filled with people who are coming and saying, this is important. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, that's the kind of church I want to be a part of, right? That's the kind of church that's contagious, that's letting God do some great things in us and through us. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is how do you do church? All right, how do you come to church? We come filled. How do you do church? Uh, you do church by being a participant. Most people... If you're, if you're, you know, you're with me on this, most people come to, um, to spectate. Most people will see a church service as, all right, well, let's see what pastor has to say today, okay? Or we'll see what um, the, the communion person is going to say, or we'll see what songs they do, and we'll see if those songs are my favorite songs or not. And we'll see how that moves me or doesn't move me to worship God. And, and, they're, and they're like, it's almost like we're in the, in the stands, and we're watching what's going on, and we're waiting to, oh, yeah, that's a good play. That's a good play. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, boo. <laughs> Fumble or something. Do we got a picture of a, a, a huddle of people here? I don't know. Do you got a picture up there? Yeah. The lions. Okay, just look at this picture for a second. Don't, don't get caught up in the fact that the lions are having a bad year, okay? Just look beyond that and look at this idea. Okay, here's the idea. Here we are. We come together on Sunday mornings. This is my picture. We are in the huddle. You see all those faces in the background? They're blurry. You can't even tell who they are. We can't tell who these guys are either. But anyway, all those faces in the background, that's not who you are. That's not who anybody is this morning. Nobody walks in. I know you're sitting in a chair and I'm standing here, but 
No, no, no. We are not doing that. We are not spectators here in the, in the service. Every one of us is in the huddle. Every one of us at any moment is, is ready for God to speak to, to use. And the Bible says we all bring it. We all have a song, a word, a hymn, an encouragement. We're all participating in what God is doing here this morning. So welcome to the huddle. Welcome to the huddle. So when we come together, we should all be like this. Okay, what's God doing? God, what are you doing today? All right, what are you, do you have anything for me, Lord? Is this, is this my play, or am I just throwing a block, or am I praying right now while Pastor Tim's preaching? You want me praying? Oh, yeah, I'll be praying. There's somebody here that needs to be saved. Yeah, Lord, I'll be praying for them right now. And you're praying while you're sitting there, and you're praying the whole service because there's a spiritual battle going on. And somebody came in here needing the Lord, and uh, there's a, the Bible says that the, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who haven't seen yet the glory of the gospel. And so someone needs to come against the spirit that's blindfolded in the people, right? And so that's you today. Because the Lord just dropped that thought in you. I'm praying, oh, I'm listening with one ear and I, to, to Pastor Tim, and I'm listening one ear with the Holy Spirit, and I, I'm praying for somebody right now, right? And when, the, when we're worshiping and so on, how do you do church? You do it. You don't watch it. Right? So the music playing, it's not your favorite song. Who cares? If there's any opportunity to clap, you start clapping. Why? Because you're bringing it. And if everybody is a thermostat in here, if everybody is setting the spiritual temperature in the room, everybody, nobody's waiting for one person to set the temperature. Everybody's setting the temperature. And I come in, and I'm like, I'm setting it to enthusiasm Full commitment, I'm all in, I'm going to worship the Lord, even if I don't like the song, I'm all in because my enthusiasm to God also will help and encourage others around me. And the Bible says this, doesn't it say something about this, some, some command somewhere, something about love the Lord, your God, with all, with all your heart, with all your mind? With all your strength, all, all that's within me, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. All that is within me will bless the Lord. My emotions, my mind, my will, I'm bringing it. How do you do church? You do it, right? You participate. You give. You give your heart. You give your attention. You give your energy. You give your emotions. You give your attention. You, you give it all. You, mind, will, soul, everything. We come and we give. That's how we do church. You are the service. Just keep, just, Lord really impressed this phrase on me this morning, that you are the service. Him in you is the service. That's what makes this thing meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Him in you. You are the service. The church is not this nice, neat, slick organization. I'm looking around at a building. Who cares? When, when we leave, church leaves. People. It's people. It's you. It's me. It's what you're bringing from the Lord to, to someone else. That's, the, that's what we're doing here. So the Bible says here, oh, let me just go through this list of things here. 
All right? So we come to participate. We don't come to spectate. We come ready to contribute. We don't come empty to be filled. Now, that happens at times. That's fine. Keep coming. We come to worship. We don't come to be inspired to worship. We're not waiting for someone to convince us that this is a good enough time to worship. We bring it. We come with expectation. We don't come with doubt. Come on. We come to be a blessing to others. We're not just coming for ourselves. Right? We come to seek, to hunger, to desire more. We don't come apathetic or dull or uninterested or half-hearted. We don't come with that kind of attitude. Right? We come hungry. We want more. We come with joy. We come with enthusiasm. We don't come depressed and listless. Just kind of just going through the motions. Now, at times we have those problems. That's, I understand that. But what I'm trying to coach you to is a higher level of, of doing a church service together. Okay? All right. Bring your worship. Bring your gifts. Bring a word. Bring contagious joy. Bring faith. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to teach on this in a couple of weeks. It says, now to each one... The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So to each one of us, there is something from the Holy Spirit that's given to you for the common good, for the other people around you. Every one of us will have something from the Holy Spirit for someone else. Every one of us. No spectators, no bench warmers. Everybody has something, whether it's just a big old smile, handshake, a hug, or whether it's a, a, a verse, a prayer, a touch. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the way that you're worshiping God and someone three rows behind you is like, wow, I'm just, that inspires them or something. I've been in places where that, that's happened for me personally, just seeing the way somebody else is worshiping just gets me excited. I'm like, yeah, Ooh, that's how you do it. Yeah, let's go. Woo! And it lifts me. It makes me like, yeah, let's get after this thing. And so who knows what your gift is? Sometimes you'll know what it is. Sometimes it'll just happen. You won't know it. It says here, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. So nobody has any of these gifts. God gives them. And you don't always have the same gift. You have whatever gift God gives you at that time. And you know what kind of gifts God gives? The ones that are needed by the people around you. It's pretty awesome. He's pretty smart. So he knows what people around you need. He gives gifts to the people that are receptive to get those gifts to those people around you. That's awesome. So guess what? Um, you know, the gifts of miracles or, or tongues or whatever, you may, oh, I don't have that gift. That's somebody else. No, no, no. You have any and every gift at any time whenever God gives it to you. Every one of us. Any gift, any time. Any gift, any time. And nobody has one gift all the time. Nobody can say, I have the gift of. No, you don't. You're just a vessel 
You're a pipe. Right? Something flows through you. doesn't mean you have it. It's not yours. You didn't make it. You didn't generate it. You can't create it. It's not yours. It's God's. God just wants to get it to somebody. Right? So any gift, any time, to any person, by one spirit. By one spirit. The Holy Spirit. Right? Awesome. So that's you. 1 Peter 4.10, if you didn't get it yet, says, each of you, <laughs> each of us, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Is that, my time's up already? What? Just getting started here. So some of you are thinking, not me. I think the Holy Spirit was just telling me that thought. That's not me. And listen to me. We were talking about it this morning in prayer that um, none of this stuff is of any of us. And we're all broken, and we've all failed. We all have hiccups. I, I say it this way because I heard it a long time ago, and it stuck with me. We all walk with a limp. We all have scars. We all have regrets. We all know our past and that we have a long list of reasons why we are unqualified to do anything for anybody else. But Yet, instead of all of that, God's grace is sufficient, and he only uses broken people. And now you are qualified. He uses broken people. He uses people with a limp. Because it's not about us and how good we are and, and, uh, you know, if we can impress God enough to use us to help somebody else. It has zero to do with it. It's the exact opposite of what God's trying to do. He's trying to get us to realize that we have nothing outside of him. But if we're willing to be a vessel, God will flow through us, won't he? And he'll touch people. So don't let the devil lie to you and say, yeah, who do you think you are? You know that one song? I can't remember what it is. I'm just a nobody. Everybody. Somebody, my soul, yeah, I'm just nobody. Come on. That's it. That's the song. That's it. And, and, and the song is kind of, thank you for being enthusiastic, by the way. Come on. Bringing it. Who would have guessed that Dave would have had the gift of song this morning for us all to enjoy? <laughs> you know? And so... That's the idea, and the, the song is perched in this conversation, I think, with the devil or something, like, who do you think you are? And the song goes on, I'm just a nobody, telling everybody about somebody who changed my life, and that's who you are, too. Now, I'm not trying to hurt your pride, but uh, it wouldn't be such a bad thing to hurt your pride, because your pride is worth zero. It's worth zero. Your ego needs to go, needs to go. You are a new creation in Christ, and in Christ, you have all the fullness uh, of God dwelling and wants to be released through you to those around you, all right? So I, let me just uh, at least give you the punchlines here. Uh, how do you do church? Just do it, right? All right, and then the last one is how do you leave? How do you leave church? And to be honest with you, you got a picture of an athlete in uh, yeah. That's my picture of how you leave church. That's it. Like, get out of the way. The gun is going off. 
I am taking off for the kingdom of God. Now, you don't, now, let's just back up for a second as I wrap this up. A lot of people come to church empty, tired, worn out, with nothing to give, right? They're needing to be built up. They need, they need encouragement. Well, that's fine, but that's, that's not how we're going to be doing it, right? So most of the time, people want to come to church empty, tired, worn out, and then in church time, they want to sit and be passive and watch, and then when it's time to leave church, they leave it. They leave it. And then they try to live their life, okay, until the next week, until they stumble in, get just enough, hopefully, to make it through another week. Do you see what I'm saying? But what we're doing is we're bringing it, right, to church. We're coming filled. And we're doing it together in a huddle. And when we leave, we are leaving changed and on a mission. We are Bam! Let's go! We are going empowered into the week as spirit-filled believers to continue to make a difference uh, in the people around us. That's how we leave. We leave changed and on a mission. Amen? Amen. So let's stand together. Let me pray for us this morning and encourage you. Um, What I'd like to have you guys, could you, I don't know if you guys are able to uh, sing that. Spirit, breakout, move song. Can you do that one? All right. See, I'm really bad with songs, but you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, the spirit breakout thing, revival. Here's, what we're, here's what I, how I want to end the service. Um, this morning, I need you to uh, take that verse and mem- memorize it about the joy of the Lord. He has done great things for us. Uh, we are filled with joy. And then I want you to be thinking about this message throughout the week, and I want to see you come to church next week, filled, filled, filled. God is, want you, wants you to live a filled life and an overflowing life. And so, yeah, I mean, this isn't just religious activity. This is how life actually takes on real significance, is to get in the Bible, to get into worship, and stay in the Bible, and stay into worship, and stay in these relationships with one another throughout the week. We come next week ready to give. Two weeks, was it two weeks ago we had the warrior, the princess warrior? Was that last week? And so these ladies come, and what did they come? They came filled. And there was, a, there was an added dimension to the atmosphere. Because there's just a few more people that came filled, fired up. And it, it literally changes the environment. And everyone's like, wow, God was really moving. Yes, he was, but God was in people who were filled, who came filled. And so if my dad always says, if you want, if you want a God movement, then move. Because God's in you. Right? God's in you. And for what God has in store for us, we need to understand what God's trying to do. He's trying to teach us how to come together and be filled and flowing in his spirit. And so I just want to encourage you to make a fresh commitment to the team, to the family. To don't come as a, partici- uh, as a spectator. Come as a participant. Make some time this week 
to invest in your walk with God so you have something that God has put in you for this coming Sunday. The highlight of your coming week is next Sunday morning's worship service. That is what your week should be climbing towards because we're rehearsing eternity together and we're called to be together and build each other up and support each other and to save, to save the lost, to heal the hurt, to offer freedom for the captives. And we don't do that when we're just tired and worn out and we're stuck on ourselves. The church, we need to be alive, enthusiastic. So I'm challenging you this week, read some of the Bible, listen to some worship music, pray. Pray for the next coming weekend service. Reach out to people, invite them to come. This is the church we need to move. We need to be filled. Lord, we come to you this morning. I pray for every heart that's witnessing with this message that is leaning into it and sensing this isn't just religious, you know, stuff, but this is of you. This is what you desire, that we be filled with you and, and excited about you. God, I pray right now just a fresh, a fresh outpouring upon us and our hearts, all the hearts in this place that are hungry for you, Lord, right now just continue to be filled, filled with you, Lord, and that you would give us a vision for what you want to do in us and through us and in this church. And God, we want spirit-filled lives and we want a spirit-filled church service. So God, may you fill our lives and fill our time together. There'll be dynamic movement of God happening, Lord, as we gather together. Your words of wisdom and knowledge, miracles and faith, interpretation of tongues, Lord, all the gifts would be available and would be flowing, that we would all be built up, we'd all be encouraged, we'd all be filled up, we would all be mobilized for what you're calling us to do. Lord, that we'd have clarity from you, we'd have conviction from you, we'd have strength from you. And Lord, every person who walks in this church that is stumbling, that's tired, that's weary, that's hurting, that's worn out, Lord, we thank you that there will be a river of living water overflowing in this place to meet every need of every person who comes through these doors. And they will touch heaven. Heaven will touch them. Their lives will be changed. Lord, we thank you for a place of healing, a place of freedom, a place of wholeness, a place of joy place of health in Jesus name we thank you Lord that's what you're doing here and we welcome you in all that you have to do Lord in us and through us and right now if that's you you say Lord I'm all yours just lift your hands towards heaven Lord I'm all yours I make a fresh commitment to you God give me a love for the church give me a love for people let me Lord get beyond just myself let me see that you are giving things to me gifts to me for other people. Let me be willing, Lord. Give me a willing heart to serve and to love and to give and to reach out. Lord, may, may you help me in my weaknesses that I might be an overflowing beacon of light and river of water for all those who are around me. Lord, I'm all yours. I rely on you. I trust in you. I look to you. Thank you, Lord, that you are everything that I need and you are my solution to every situation that I face this week. Lord, I turn my trust to you, my attention to you, my hope is in you, and I will bless you, Lord, with all that is within me. I will bless your holy name, for you have done great things for me, and I am filled with joy. You have done great things for me, and I am filled with joy. 
Thank you, Lord. I celebrate your goodness to me in Jesus' name. Let's give him some praise. Let's give him some shouts of joy. Yes, Lord, you're worthy. We praise you, God. You have been good to us. You've done great things for us. And we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just keep building it. I'm going to bless everybody. For those of you who have to go, but if you don't have to go, you should stay for another five minutes so we can worship him. Okay? Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace in his name. Amen. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Let's sing to the Lord. If you got to go, go. But if you don't, stay. Let's sing. Let's worship. Let's go. Let's go.